When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Hey, back with you at the top of the hour. It's Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. He's Damon Benning. I'm Andrew Rogers. We are live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club, and we appreciate you joining us. 590 ESPN Omaha, 1480 ESPN Lincoln, live on Twitter, live on YouTube, wherever you get us. Thanks for joining us, and... Now, I'd like to bring in Mike Schaefer. Mike Schaefer is one of the best when it comes to Nebraska football and recruiting. Works for 24-7 Sports. Mike, good morning. Morning, guys. How's it going? Hey, good, good. We uh, just got done talking about offensive line play and the addition of Walter Rouse, which uh, we think is a huge get for the program. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. It it gives you a, a big offensive lineman that has played a ton of snaps to throw into the mix. And I think that'll be uh, – I think it'll be helpful for what going forward. Uh, Mike, let me ask you something. I, I, and I don't want to get caught up in being a prisoner of the moment or hyperbole or anything like that, but on paper, it looks like Nebraska could have nine guys to play five spots along the offensive line. Rouse, Scott, Norelli – Corcoran, Benhart, Piper, Prohaska, Latovsky, and Hunter Anthony. Do you remember the last time you said out loud that Nebraska has nine for five? Or am I or, or am I overstating that? Do you do you say are you like DB? You're crazy. It seems like no, nine for five. I think they have a ton of options that if they want to deploy those, especially on the interior. That's why getting a guy like Rouse has a little more value than if you've got Pazuka, because I think Rouse gives you a strong point at an area where you were weakest with tackle. So I, I think because of that, the offensive line depth, you just have a lot of guys that could end up hard. And I think that's kind of where, you know, Nebraska is on that line right now. When you look at a guy like Teddy Paraska, who I think we all think has a ton of upside and, Remember, I was one of those guys in the media. I was guarding against bringing him back too soon. Now, it turns out his postseason ending or his season ending surgery wasn't on a knee, but I do think the rest gave him a chance to get his body fully healthy. Is he the one guy, or am I reading into it, that I think is the true left tackle? I think that more than even just getting physically healthy, that break allowed him to get mentally healthy. At 100%. Before, I mean, you know, right before he went out, he had that talk to the game, and he's talking about how it took him a half to even mentally be sharp. Yep. And I, I just don't think that he was himself those first couple games of the season, and I think that injury might be a blessing in terms of just allowing him to mentally get where he needs to be. 
Um, so I, I think that's a big thing. I think he's your left tackle most of the time, but you're talking about bringing in a guy like Rouse, who I doubt is changing positions. Mm. So maybe Prohaska gets a year to learn behind him, or he's your right tackle for a year and he learns, you know, he learns playing both sides. And he talked about that last year. He felt there was value in those unbalanced lines, learning how to play on the right side. Are you more excited about the development late of Ethan Piper progressively getting better or the return potentially of Nuelli? Probably Nuelli. Um, you know, they, they looked pretty good when it was him and, and Prohaska for the Northwestern game. But I, I also just felt like there was times in 2021 where he was Nebraska's most visibly dominant lineman. Um, whether that grades out over a whole season, I don't know. But I, I'm certainly interested in his return. We're talking to Mike Schaefer, Mike J. Schaefer on Twitter. Mike, take this conversation one step further. What does the formation up front do for what the offense and Marcus Satterfield want to accomplish this coming year? Well, it gives them options, right? Um, you know, if they, if they have A.J. Allen up and rolling and they can just straight run on people, I think that that allows them to um, do more in the ring game. If they aren't able to get that kind of push up front, but they can protect with the quarterback. I mean, that, that kind of helps. I, I just think having a strong foundation up front gives you more options for how to call a football game every single time. And, and I don't know any offensive coordinator would disagree with that. Hey, Shafe, let me ask you something. We've been trying to, like, get inside this deal and, and you know, Casey Thompson and Sims and Smothers and Purdy and, and Harburg and Torres. And listen, I, spring ball has yet – is – obviously on deck when you listen to coach Satterfield talk you do your homework you talk to people that have coached against him and with him to kind of get a a feel for his personality and we listen to him at the presser what kind of quarterback would you put in the lab if you were going to build a coach Satterfield QB uh, I think it's definitely a guy who's got a big arm. I think he likes to he likes to push the ball down the field when he gets an opportunity. He talked, you know, about needing to have the element of the quarterback run game just as something to fall back to if it's not working early on in terms of game call. So I think you want a little bit of mobility, but it doesn't have to be a burner. It doesn't have to be a guy that has to get 15 carries at value. So, and then I think accuracy is always important for any any quarterback, and so I think you look at those three things, um, it, it's certainly going to help him. I know I didn't describe a very complete picture, but I think those are kind of the traits that you start with, and then you build out from there. So what do you think is best-case scenario for the Huskers then? Um, would you say it's Casey watching from afar as he goes through rehab and then he steps back in, or is it you know get Jeff Sims acclimated right away um, so that he can be the guy to lead this team next year. I think you kind of move forward with Sims because he's your healthy guy, and you see where Thompson's at when he gets healthy. And if if you're really lucky, you want those guys as a backup quarterback. And Nebraska's needed a backup quarterback every year since what 2014. So I, you know, in the best of both worlds, you're going to need both of them. So hey, so Shafe. Uh, quietly, we talk about the, the depth that's happened over the offensive line. 
How about a running back room of like Ives and Johnson, Allen, Irvin, Ramir, Grant, and you combine that with the upside of, and he's rapidly becoming one of my favorites. You know, I, it's weird what I what and who I gravitate towards for no particular reason, but a guy like Coach Barthel, who for all intents and purposes, appears to be an up-and-comer. Does that position excite you at all? I am interested to see what it looks like with a different offensive strategy. Mm. I want to know if Ramir Johnson is 2021 Ramir or better because I just feel like he had a really weird 2022. Um, I think he just was interesting. I think the running back was really interesting. But I don't know... Who's taking that job from a healthy A.J. Allen? Because that it kind of starts for me there, and then you kind of build out. And Ramir, I'm really interested in. I think that could be an interesting one, too, right there. And that leaves out Anthony Grant, who comes back with, like, 900 yards rushing. Nebraska's added to their wide receiver room this week. They've added to their O-line. But what's next, Mike? In your mind, what is this team's biggest need? Is it tight end? Is it something else? Or is it a, a current uh, a position that just got filled? Maybe it's still O-line. Maybe it's still wide receiver. Your thoughts there? I think if they can go out and find another defensive lineman that can help them, I, I don't know anyone that would disagree that that's an area they still have to attack. I, if they could get more help at wide receiver, that'd be great. Uh, tight end, if you can get a veteran to, to kind of fill things out. I don't know that he needs to be flashy. I don't know that he has to be a big weapon. But, you know, you could use another tight end there. Those are kind of three spots that I'd be looking at. So, Shay, when we, we know about the, the wide receiver room, maybe needing some more depth, all the, the announcements officially were, were made uh, yesterday through Nebraska's athletic department. We, you mentioned tight end, so we got tight end, wide receiver, we think we're okay with O-line. Um, I don't know what you think about the edge rushers, but based on the hires and the announcements that were made yesterday versus the numbers that you see in these particular rooms, which room interests you the most in terms of growth? Oh, man. Uh, can I say all? <laughs> So you let, know, let development kind of been a thing for the last few years. Let me let me help you. Let me help you narrow it down, right? So whether you okay. think Nebraska plays a three three five, a four three, or whatever, right? How because you know Coach White wants to be versatile. So you got the edge spots really with Applegate and 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 Lenhard and Jamari Butler and and Blaze Gunnerson. You, your your insides have Fields, Rogers, Seth Malcolm, Kapai, Snodgrass, Reimer, Henrich. So there's the linebackers. The tight ends, we know. Uh, you got Androff, uh, Tagaloa for now, Fedone, Carney, Rollins, Hickman, and then the wide receiver room. Let's just focus on those three. Pick one. Uh, from a development standpoint, I'm curious what happens at inside linebacker. Yeah. You've got a couple of veterans in Reimer and Henrich that aren't going to be there for very long. So what do you got behind them? Mm. Where you know this is this is a guy that's coming in and Rob Dvorak. That's that's a spot where you lost Ernest Hausman. You know where's Seth Malcolm? Where's Randolph Kapai? Where's Mackay Bear? You know those guys. Like where are they? 
because you're going to need some of them to step up this year, and you're going to need more of them to step up in coming years. We're talking to Mike Schaefer, Nebraska football and recruiting for 24-7 sports. Mike, when, we, uh, when I asked you that last question in regarding uh, what you think their biggest need is, uh, a name that did pop up onto the list was Smith Flores down in Texas, the receiver mm-hmm. tight end that could be a, a very good recruit and has a lot of connection now to the most recent Bob Wager acquisition who is the tight ends coach at Nebraska. Looking at a guy like him who is a legacy-type player, a guy that uh, you know has a lot of connection to Iowa, uh, what did, what do you, how do you think Matt Rule let, – let me, actually, let me put it this way. How good of a job did Matt Rule do spreading out his options, grab, not only grabbing his guys, but grabbing guys from areas that he knew could get players that could eventually work in the Big Ten? Well, and, and I think more than that, he went and got a coach in, in Coach Wager that, you know, has connections throughout the country because of his, his time as the Under Armour All-American Bowl Committee. Um, you know, he, he's very involved with that. And it's, it's one of those things where it, it could potentially help with this kid and his connections in Texas are going to help with other kids, but... You know, Matt Rule did a nice job in terms of, of finding a guy like that, that that can sort of help in some areas right away. He did it with Jimmy McGuire, and, and it really paid off. And I think we could see that there, too. It's interesting with guys like the Vorchek and McGuire, you know, where are they going to end up recruiting? We've we've seen a lot of Philadelphia. We've seen, uh, we've seen some Texas. Like, where are these guys going to pop up? Because they – there's still some areas that I'm curious, like, who, who takes over Missouri for this staff? Who's in Illinois for this staff? Who's mm. in Minnesota for this staff? Mm. Those aren't the biggest states, but they're states where Nebraska started to build, uh, you know, under Frost. Does that, kind of, does that kind of fall off, or does that, you know, expand? I mean, Missouri's really big. Shafe, you're you're going to attack that hard, but those other two will be interesting. Shafe, if we're just talking about um, the Big Ten, I kind of like how you said that with, kind of the, the radius, even though I, I've mm-hmm. never been in love with, and Shafe knows this, the 500-mile radius, but it could be pretty critical with this staff because I definitely think it's an emphasis. And in the last couple of days in our household, you know, hearing from Michigan State, Minnesota, like schools that are coming here shortly, is there a, are there a couple of teams, shoot, Wisconsin last night, are there a couple of teams in the Big Ten Given the coaching changes, we've seen what's happened in Minnesota. We know what's going on in Wisconsin. Um, you know, Michigan State has just offered, you know, Christian Jones at Westside, and they've got T.J. Hollowell on staff, who's the former Husker, who is going to do his due diligence in this state. Is there a, is, are there a, school, is there a school or schools that you think, huh, Given the direction they're moving, they have my interest when it comes to recruiting prowess locally. And you can't say K-State because they're out of the conference, and I think everybody's well aware of their prowess. (laughs) 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 Um, So I I think Minnesota was kind of positioning themselves to be that school, especially with what we saw with a bunch of Dickerson. Um, And then it kind of fell apart a little bit. Yeah. Iowa felt like it could be trending that way, and now it doesn't. So it does feel like there's a little bit of a void there. 
I'll be curious if Michigan State can actually make some hay. I know that that was a school that offered Daniel Cannon early, Dan Christian Jones now early. Yeah, they'll they'll um, what, be they'll be here Friday or it's going to be really interesting Thursday or Friday. Um, so there's there's just a lot you know happening there. Uh, I I would say I would lean a little bit towards what Wisconsin does with Luke Fickle. I think they could be a kind of an interesting school. Hey Mike, you know before the show started, I sat down in my chair and I looked over at DB and I'm trying to come up with a poll question. And you know DB known for being on the calls for some Husker games, at least as of late. And uh, the poll question I came up with was, if Walter Rouse picked up a fumble and ran it for a score, what would the catchphrase be? What, would, what could you hear DB saying or should he say Stop. based on these options? Stop. You ready? Stop. It's either take it to the Rouse, let's have a Rouse party, or the Rouse always wins. What do you think? Shafe likes to, uh, Shafe likes to wager. I knew he was going to yeah. say that. <laughs> is it because I'm a degenerate? <laughs> hey, I am too, Mike. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. Hey, Shafe. I can see him saying he roused it. Ooh, okay. Like on a New little, one. Like on a little fun baruski. Shafe, let me, let me get you out of here on this. You, you, Coach Rule says, hey, you know what, media? I trust you. I embrace you. I want you to come to a practice. What position group is Mike J. Schaefer going to watch on day one of spring football practice? The real answer is what Michael Bruns tells me. <laughs> um, but if I'm allowed, if I'm allowed to make my own decisions as a 35-year-old grown man, um, I think I'm going to go watch the wide receivers because I I want to know if there's something else there. Like I, I'm still kind of worried about that group. If, if Billy Kemp is all they get, do they got some young guys? You know, is, is Victor Jones Jr., is he going to be interesting? Where's John and Bonner at? And then, you know, pending on the win, you know, you'll be able to see some of these guys picked up in the 2023 class. Mm, I think we're sleeping on Marcus Washington. I really do. I like him. We could. We could be. Mike, thanks so much, I, man. You, we appreciate you. Go ahead, Shafe. Well, go ahead. He's really interesting. Appreciate it, guys. Oh, thanks, Shafe. Uh, thanks, Mike. That's Mike Schaefer, Nebraska football and recruiting for 24-7 Sports. Toss him a follow on Twitter at Mike J. Schaefer. I wonder where he was headed. He, he was, he's been everywhere. He's, Is he using emojis? He was, he was, do, he was, doing, he was doing radio yesterday. He was doing radio this morning. And now he's just in the car, man. Like he's, is, he, is he truly – is he our version of Mike Sauter? Is he a man of the people? Could be. You know, maybe he's just doing what the boss tells him, though, right? That <laughs> that's was, that's that was what funny. he was saying. I, I love Bruncey, too, so I'm staying out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a neutral. I'm just a neutral uh, observer. Man, there. what do you think, though? I mean, I asked him this question because I really uh, was trying to think about this after Nebraska added Rouse last night. What is next? What is next for them? What is number one priority now? Is it still a need that we've been talking about consistently, or is it something completely different? Um, well, from a number standpoint, although I do think something's going to shake out, from a number standpoint, I could see where tight end makes you a little bit nervous. That was it for me. Is but it? Continue. So, all right, you got, like I said, you got, you got, you got Androff, you got Tagaloa, you got Thomas, Carney, Rollins, Hickman. You have no seniors. Now you have a, you have a couple of guys 
I think that they're interested in in the portal. We'll see. Uh, you got a highly ranked recruit in state uh, for Nebraska that would be in the 2024 class. I don't. I don't think. I don't know if that's the answer immediately because you have this year to play and, and next year too. So you're thinking like the next two years. So can a Hickman stay healthy? What's the growth like for AJ Rollins? So I could see tight end being a discussion. I am also interested to see, depending on how they line up, what happens with what I would call the edge or the outside linebacker spot because there aren't a ton of names outside of Lenhart, Applegate, Butler, and Gunnarsson, right? And, and so I know we make too much of the four, like the numbers – is it three down linemen? Mm-hmm. Is he in a five technique at the D tackle spot? Is where's my next three? Is is it is it a nickel wheel? Is it a big nickel to make five? You know, sometimes we get into that too much. But those edge guys that bring pressure, that's that's it for me. And I think Coach Dvorak, depending on how they split it up, like is that second level all gonna be manned by one guy? It sounds like it. But Coach White, who's probably my my second most interesting guy I'd like to sit down and have a ginger ale with um, behind EJ. Um, depends on how they want to play. Right. So I look at those outside guys. Yeah, you know, for me, at the tight end position, I you always aspire to have a Brock Bowers on your team, right? That You're hoping for that guy that can just be – because tight ends are so hard to come by. When it comes to well, they become they great production. They're back in vogue too, right? right? The last four or five years, watching Kelsey and Kittle mm-hmm. and and all these guys, because I think when I first started this job in in media and radio, it was where did the tight ends go? Right. And Gronk kind of made it cool, and then all of a sudden these There's young just guys. There's a huge gap in between the great ones. And now and I the think it's ones. now I think it's cool to to now I think it's cool to to come back and be a tight end again. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that whoever quarterbacks this offense could greatly use. I mean, you get a guy that can block at the line if need be, because if you're going to use a fullback, a traditional type which, fullback, which, which I don't think they won't, which they won't. But even if you line somebody up in a fullback spot, it'd be nice to have a tight end that can also do some blocking up front yeah. and then break off. Is it, is it run action? So, you know, you always start with offensive install uh, with your core running plays, right? Is it zone? Is it power? Is it sweep? Is it... Uh, you, like you, you just have. There's usually about you have your counter game mm-hmm. or your gap game. You have power, like however you want to install it. I wonder what Nebraska's core three or four pet run schemes will be because that will tell me how they utilize tight ends and fullbacks or the position of a lead blocker. Let's just say that. Let's not say fullbacks. Let's say a lead, lead blocker, blocker in the backfield. You know and. <laughs> Interesting that you brought up Applegate's name when you were mentioning defensive line. That's a name that popped up on Sam McEwen's watch list for potential fullback. Tell like you what. Just, just a name to throw out because he was just picking and choosing from the roster. That was the one defensive player that he turned offense for that I'm, point. I'm officially logging on to the Homer Network. I am. Full disclosure. Especially his junior year. Senior year, a lot, I think, was happening with that Southeast team in terms of how their season was going. But Jake's junior year 
Applegate. ODB was a huge fan of his versatility. Like, and not a fake tough guy either. And you like I'm 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 kind of I like him as a I like him as an athlete. Well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna coach, I'm gonna cheer for him. You like players that give it their all. And He's one of them. I'm just watching him on film. I'm like he could play here. He could mm-hmm. play here. He could play here. Versatility. And I and again, not don't know what happened his senior year, but I do know he's capable. That's for gosh darn sure. Hey, stick around. We'll talk NFL next with Mike Tannier and follow it up with Brian Edwards to close out the show. All of that coming your way.